Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Today I'm joined by the gorgeous Guinevere Gabby Golightly and she is a beautiful soul sister that lives just down the road from me that I've only just discovered and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's a real honor to be here and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today and then the light we're going to bring through to support and help people's learning and grow. Absolutely, mm. me too. And let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Okay, so I think one of the interesting things about my healing journey is I really was born with a lot of gifts, but into a paradigm or into a family that had very much a victim consciousness and, and into a community that, that did. So I, I very much felt like an alien when I was little and was very, very attracted to religion throughout my my teens and explored all, all the religions and, and because I feel energy I just loved the energy of being in prayer or being um, you, know, you know when people are singing hymns the energy of that that comes through is actually just such a beautiful energy to sit in mm, it um, is. but the, I guess my problem as I became more intellectual was the idea that some people were favoured and other people weren't if you followed a particular um, a particular paradigm and that just didn't feel true for me so I guess I've always been a wisdom seeker and uh, through my own journey you know I kind of did a hedonistic 20s and then became a mother and all, all the shifts that happen when that happens and all the growth uh, and very much searching into how to be a, a better parent and, and that kind of growth and then was living in a situation where I was living in my dream house with my dream man doing my dream job and I was the most miserable I've ever been in my life like utterly miserable and I was um, struggling with a lot of health issues I had mental health issues um, emotional dysregulation I had um, anxiety I had physical health issues I had um, quite severe leaky gut I had um, irritable bowels for severely for about four years which means um, that was very linked with the mental health issues because you're not actually getting nutrition I also had, I was diagnosed with thyroid disease and I was told I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. I was extremely low energy and just spiritually disconnected as well. So I was, was disconnected from myself and uh, about almost four years ago, I got to a stage of being really fed up. And it's really interesting because when I see that in my clients, that energy of like, oh, I'm so pissed off with this, I'm over it. Like it's such a good energy to then, you know, when you're in shame, like, you know, especially I was struggling with alcohol at the time as well um, and smoking. When you're in the shame of, of doing behaviors that you can't understand and your compulsions, 
it's very you know that's the lowest frequency energy it's very hard and then feeling powerless in your situation to change things so once you get to pissed off like that's wow things are going to happen things are going to change and so that's what happened I started I'd always been interested in lots of healing modalities and explored them and read books like you can heal my life back 20 years ago um, and very much the personal development books have, have been my main reading for 20 years however that I was struggling with the integration and making those practical and being able to live them and so the about four years ago I started out with Reiki I started um, uh, with a nutritionist and it turned out I had a lot of food allergies I can't eat grains I can't eat dairy and I'm much better off not eating meat uh, which you know I've known since I was nine uh, so but what the shifts that have happened that was scaffolded one on top of the other is is being able to sustain what I know is good for me because a lot of us you know a lot of the clients I work with they know what's good for them they already know mm -hmm. but it's the it's the being able to do it and being able to do it consistently you know so self-love is a real piece in there um what's blocking us from from doing what we can for our greatest good yeah so i kind of had a, a five-year plan for healing uh, my greatest values are growth and learning and love love shared so I think if you know what your values are, it becomes much easier to see if something's in alignment with you or not. Mm -hmm. So that's where I always start. Everything's grounded in that. And then I think of a spiral of energy coming up and the first piece for me is vitality. So my own, my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, you know, my mind chatter and my actual energy levels. So I had a kind of incantation for that, which was I wake up bright and energized and excited about my day. And I said that four years before it happened. But that is my day now. Like I, I literally wake up and I'm like bright and energized and I wake up, you know, before dawn and I go and watch the sunrise on the beach most days and I'm very excited about what's coming in the day. You know, so to the contrast to that from you know, when I was at my sickest, I, like I've heard spiritual teachers saying that first moment when you wake up in the day is so pure, and this is your ultimate manifesting energies. And I used to wake up like sobbing and wishing I'd never woke up. Yeah. You know, at that time. So the contrast now, and that's why I really believe healing's available to everyone. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. was the one thing that was the pivotal moment for you? You said, right, I've had enough. But what was the mm. one thing that helped you over that line? To, I think, almost I'd been, I was smashed, you know, like in, in every which way. My, my marriage disintegrated. I lost the dream house. I lost my dog. I lost everything. And the way um, my, the family trust was set up, you know, I, I was kind of, left with nothing for and until things were settled later on and so like it was actually like when I look back it, it was such a fantastic opportunity because I got to re 
build my whole foundation. You know, um, I realized that I'd made the marriage the foundation of my life mm. and, and built everything on that. And I also saw um, a therapist as well. Uh, you know, during that time I was having Reiki and the other things. And I said to her, I feel like I'm ready to move from the marriage being the foundation of my life. And she said, well, what's going to be the foundation now, Guinevere? And I said, oh, well, my relationship with myself and my connection with spirit and my connection with the community, but it all comes through my relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that was a pivotal moment of realizing that it was me, but not... I think there's a kind of a new age paradigm like you can heal yourself and you can and actually if if things have been damaged in relationship they can actually only be healed in relationship so yeah but we need to have you know our energy system our field compatible with that otherwise we're going to draw in the same experiences again and again and again until we we can shift that and you have to, I suppose, you, you know, I always say you have to break down to break through. Mm, that's so, so wonderful. I love that. Yeah. That's and, exactly what happened to me. And so yeah. that, I feel like mm. that was really your mm. journey. Mm. The foundations that you built your life on was like, this is not me. Mm. This does not feel like me. This is not my truth. And to really discover, we have to scrape away everything. Mm. We have to break down and feel those emotions, feel those things that didn't serve us necessarily, and then step into an understanding of what it is that we want and who we really are. That's so beautifully said. Yeah, I love that, Natalie. Yeah. And, you know, you said something about grounding. You talked about the affirmation that you mm. say every morning. And we can say as many affirmations that we mm. want coming out of our ears. But if we do not embody them, mm. if we do not feel them, there's a difference between saying, I love myself and I love myself, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's really embodying the energies of, you know, what you want for your life and who you are, who you're becoming. So many people are becoming right now, are rebirthing, are awakening to their essence. And it's a scary time. Mm. And we talked before this, we, we came on, on this, we talked about grounding. And I feel the very thing that's the most important for people is to ground into the present moment. Mm, absolutely. So I have a practice at the moment um, called Make Love to the Moment. And mm. it's, so it's about more than just presencing or being aware in the moment and using your senses to bring you into the moment. It's about bringing all the juiciness I and was just going to say the word. Moment. <laughs> it's, it's kind of succulent and oh, so joyful. Or, or even if you're... You know, if you have a moment in pain, you know, mm. um, like I just found out some sad news yesterday. And, 
you know, it, it's really being in that and observing. There's like nuances and sadness that are actually quite juicy and lovely. Mm. The same with there's nuances and feeling sorry for yourself that actually feel really nice and really lovely. So it's yeah, it's the awareness of that. It's yeah. okay to be vulnerable. Mm. Okay. And I loved what you said. Like I'm just realizing that the you know as someone who has always felt so intensely and was shamed for you know like being the kid that always cried at school and you know so, so emotional like i'm realizing that that's my friggin superpower hell yes because emotional <laughs> intensity is manifesting power right that is so true being mm. an empath is powerful mm. because you feel the world you don't mm. see it you feel the world and that is powerful. That's what's going to bring the change that we so crave and so need, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I also have the gift of realizing that what I think I want won't necessarily make me happy or fulfilled or give me, because fulfillment for me comes from contribution and it comes from, uh, in, you know, quite intensive growth. I need quite intensive growth to feel really fulfilled. And so getting my heart's desires, what I think they are, you know, so, so it's always, it's a checking in with what my body wants and what, what my mind wants and not just what my feelings are. It's mm. like an integration of all those things along with guidance. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have the sensitivity that I have. Um, guidance from the subtle realms as well. So it's, it's kind of bringing and integrating all this and then putting like this gift of emotional intensity behind it. And then it's amazing how quickly things happen. Like the synchronicities mm. and the leads and the, the connections and the surprises. Like life can be so miraculous. And I'm so glad, you know, you mentioned about you growing up and feeling so sensitive and feeling mm. like you were too mm. sensitive. And I want to, mm. anyone that's listening to this, you know, if you were in a space where you felt very different, where you still feel very different, where you feel that you are guided by a sense or an emotion or a guiding force that you don't necessarily understand, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not broken. <laughs> okay. Yes. You are absolutely freaking amazing. This is the magic, your magic that we need. Yeah, absolutely. I was with a girlfriend in the weekend who has just had an experience of feeling like blocks of concrete were falling off her, like in terms of metaphorical armoring and realizing that actually she is a very, very sensitive person and that's okay, mm. you know, but you know, it, Part of why we protect ourselves from that is because the trauma that we're seeing in the world is, is painful. You know, I think I had an idea that enlightenment was that you stopped feeling pain or suffering. And actually, I've been coming to realize the opposite is true. You feel deeper compassion, mm. you know, whether it be for the suffering of animals or the suffering of your fellow human beings or, you know, the caring about ecosystems what whatever it is it's actually 
enlightenment is actually a call to action because you are caring more deeply about these things to the point that you can't do nothing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you say that because some of my students um, in the psychic development training that I'm doing with them at the moment, they were like, oh, Nat, I feel so much more. You know, I, um, I'm so much more sensitive to energies. I, before I didn't feel like this. And I'm like, great. That's a good thing because you've peeled away those layers of control, of not enoughness, right? You're peeling away those layers and you're actually discovering the real you. And what's the alternative? Like when I was doing fairy work and I'm face painting in the mall and there's one after another, you know, at school holidays, there's lots of kids around, there's parents walking around holding the hands of their kids so their kids don't get lost. And there am I dressed as a fairy you know with these face paints and this big sign that says free and the kids notice you and they're looking at you with such longing and such desire and the parents are like zombies they're not even they don't even seem fully awake or aware they don't see you they just you know tunnel vision they have to go and buy this you know and and I get it the more the energy is pretty intensive as well but you know that's the alternative like either we we feel and we become more comfortable in our feelings or we end up as some kind of half life you know half you know not even not even a half of a person yeah if we're not feeling and the magic is you know we're bringing back the magic mm. and yeah. um i feel that's something that magic people associate magic with bad stuff mm. and magic is simply who we are Mm. it is our light it's our gifts it's everything who we are we can't get away from it yeah i love that we're like we're all shamanic beings mm. we're actually all shamanic and if we're cut off from that we're actually cut off from our natural heritage it's so funny you should say that though because i was just remembering like in my theory business i had you know how people have their qualification meshes after their name I had MLMB, which is member of the League of Magical Beings. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and uh, today I was just thinking, you know, you're still that, even though you're not doing fairy work. Yeah. You're still, you're still, like, yeah, I'm aware. Actually, funny enough, I had a chat with someone on the beach this morning who has a bit of fear about homelessness because they're, they're having to move out of where their living's being demolished. And as they walked away, I said, you know what? You might have some good surprises coming soon because I'm quite magical. Oh, that's know? beautiful. And it's true. Like, we mm. actually are all magical. Just giving someone hope through mm. that. You know, magic is not um, all fairy dust and unicorns. Mm. Magic comes through being aware of what's around you, in you, what's going on. And when you're walking down the road and you smile at someone, that's magic. When you walk up to someone and you see that person, I mean, at the moment with COVID-19, it's a bit harder, but you know, Mm. if someone is feeling down, I love hugs. I Mm. hug everybody, you know? And for me, that's magic. Because often people don't even get a hug, one hug Mm. in a day or in a week or in a month. Mm. And just by sharing your magic, whether it's through a smile or a simple word or a simple act of, of compassion or just saying thank you for you, 
that is magic. And mm. we forget that it doesn't have to be unicorns and mm. pixie dust and all that kind of stuff. It is that, but we don't need to necessarily see the physical of it. It comes through feeling as well. Mm, exactly. Mm. And that can be, you know, going back and, and visiting trauma and, and uh, integrating it and releasing it and embracing it and, you know, having power with it. You know, that's magic and the transformations that can happen in your life because you've stepped into your trauma can be incredibly transformation, mm. you know, miraculous, magical. Yeah. So for mm. those people, you know, that's mm. listening to this, that's sitting, feeling like they have deep core wounding, you know, that's coming up through your emotions, especially right now with this energy that's supporting our transformation it is an energy of rebirthing, of unearthing, of discovering right now. And, you know, I really invite you to discover a little bit more of your magic and allow that magic to heal you in a way that is transformative, that is beautiful, by bringing more joy into your life, by going and looking for those things that you love doing and doing more of that. Talk, you know, Talking to the trees, walking amongst the trees, whatever you need to do, dancing or dipping your toes in the sea, you know, find those magical moments in between so that you can start heal, healing that trauma and through that deep joy, that deep nurturing that you're bringing into your life. It doesn't happen all in one day okay it's a process i always have used the analogy of the onion you know once you peel off the first layer then mm. there's all these other layers until you get down to the core yeah absolutely yeah mm. and what i'm finding because i've i've had like a, it feels like lifetime of onion and and we're, we're unable you know we're because a lot of the healing and beautiful, joyful practices that I do now just were not available to me. You know, I, I couldn't even begin to make myself do them. And now they are, and I can build one practice on top of another, on top of another. I find I can go straight to the core of the onion. And it's not kind of, I'm not bypassing stuff mm. or suppressing it. It's, it's that I can go straight to you know, my highest values, my ideals. Yeah. yeah. So share some of your practices with us and if you would like to. And mm. so that, you know, people that are really feeling into this and it's landing for them, that they can also do some of these practices. I also believe that, you know, it's so important as part of your day to clear ground and protect your energy mm. every day. You are energetic beings here having a human experience and it's so important that you have a clear vessel to receive new information and inspiration through that. Yeah, awesome. So uh, I've got quite a clear, like to, um, I'm going to use your chakra system to help describe that. So if you don't know what chakras are, we've got energy systems running through our body. So we've got meridian lines that represent different organs. And we've got a chakra system, which are basically, they're just um, an energy channel. And they're at different points down the center of our body. 
and they are associated closely with with different parts of life and so sometimes in the spiritual new age community there's an idea that your chakras can be too open but in my experience that's not true that the more open they are it's like if you think of um chi or prana or life force energy or mori it's it's just energy you know and it can or kundalini energy you know it's it's kind of to to think like if you think into when you felt really energized and really sexy that's probably a good way to think of that energy it's a creative energy it's a powerful energy and it's channeling through us all the time but our energy centers can be affected by our life experiences and they to protect themselves they become more and more closed so because my my kind of third eye upper crown connecting to spirit fields are actually very open a lot of people are quite blocked in their throat chakra because Although, um, like all women, sometimes I struggle to, to identify and ask for my needs clearly and gracefully. Um, that, you know, I say all women, I'd say the vast majority of women <laughs> to generalize there. Yeah. So sometimes I need to do some throat chakra work. But generally where I, I need the most work is, is root chakra. So if you think of your root chakra, it's right down, when they say kind of pull up your pelvic floor, that, that's the area of your root chakra. So it's associated with um, most the men's sexual organs of root chakra, most of women's sexual organs, but it also um, our teeth and, and some other functions of our body. What that chakra is mostly about is our connection to the earth and so it's about or think of of mother earth as having this beautiful belly where she's giving us all this nutrients and abundance from so uh, all, all our abundance is connected to that chakra but the thing that's very very out of alignment in caucasian culture is that chakra is very very connected to our sense of belonging in, in, a, in a tribal survival way so as soon as we go to a situation where we're in a nuclear family we're cut off from our our natural way of being which is to grow up with many aunties and many grandpa grandmothers and many uncles and many many cousins and you know it I feel like even putting us in a school system where all the same age group are together is such an unnatural thing that that's cutting us off from our, our natural inheritance of our root chakra. And that's why most of us in Caucasian culture need to think about doing something to support our root chakra. So for me, um, that represents with uh, literally like connecting that pelvic floor uh, region to the earth and I just use my imagination to do that um, there's a tantric practice called um, it's like you breathe out through your vagina and breathe back in and that really kind of activates that root chakra for me um, 
I also find that in my journaling practice, I identify needs a lot. So pretty much if you're having some pain or discomfort about something, there's usually an unmet need there. So, and it can be very vulnerable to go mm-hmm. into those needs and see what they are. Um, and, and we, you know, we can be very conditioned, our, our typical parenting, you know, it's like, okay, you're very distraught about something, rather than let's go in and explore that and see what's going on and, mm-hmm. and what, what we can do to support you and what we can do to nurture you and, and really be present with that feeling. It's like, here, have an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're very much conditioned to quick fixes. Yeah. And uh, not connecting with with our, what we actually need. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thank you so much for sharing mm. that. It's, the root chakra is such an integral part. Now all our energy centers are incredibly important. Our whole energy system is incredibly important. But the root chakra for me is where all trauma sits Mm. you know it's all Mm. those traumatic events and trauma doesn't need Mm. to be oh my gosh it was a big event or Mm. an accident or whatever the case might be it it doesn't need to be that trauma can come through someone that tells you something Mm. or something that you witness or Mm. whatever that trauma is or even your own thought processes can create that trauma Mm, exactly the inner critic yeah you know, it can be just that, oh, I wasn't really seen there. Yeah. can create trauma. Yeah. So, mm. you know, anchoring that root chakra into our beautiful Mother Earth, who is there to instantly transmute and heal and nurture and hold space for us, is such an incredible practice where you see or you feel what, what's there. You feel what's there in that space. And you send it down into the earth and see it being transmuted and released. Okay. Mm. You see your root chakra red and vibrant and then bringing back beautiful, fresh energy from the earth and feeling that beautiful passion, that strength that you get from Mama Earth. You know, Mm. when you're standing on the earth, you feel grounded. So bringing that in and helping you to understand that you are not your pain Mm. you feel pain but you are not your pain and it's so important to for people to realize that the root chakra is don't dismiss it it's an integral part of your healing of your processing of your transformation absolutely and that's um exactly like when i walk on the beach in the morning and watch the sunrise. I, you know, I say prayers to sunrise, but my practice is as soon as I get to the beach, I take my shoes off. No matter how cold it is, my feet have got used to the freezing sand in winter. And, you know, straight away, that's such a grounding practice. Mm. And the other thing I find is um, energy medicine, whether it be yoga or qigong or tai chi, mm. is another great root chakra. Um, practice that that you know really helps with your alignment yeah and and releasing trauma you know you don't releasing trauma isn't necessarily talk therapy and it isn't necessarily punching pillows it can be just 
being really present in your body to the sensations that are happening. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And just simply sitting on the ground and mm. feeling your roots, almost like mm. I, your roots come from, you know, that perineum area from the base mm. of your spine out and anchoring you down is a really beautiful way. These days we sit on chairs, you know, we mm. don't sit on the ground anymore. So it's nice to have that connection to the earth. So in terms of um, also bringing through some shamanic practices into our healing, into our understanding and also connection, I suppose, with ourselves, mm-hmm. I feel we can, especially for me, I work with the wind a lot and fire mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. bringing in those earth elements and also elementals, you know, orbs mm-hmm. and tree sprites and things like that that we are definitely feeling more these days the unicorn mm. energies and beautiful dragon energies that's coming in and really calling in that support to help us heal so feeling mm. the wind standing in the wind and feeling the wind blow through you almost you know connecting with the fire spirit and allowing your your trauma or your pain or whatever it is you're wounding to burn away through that in the water going for a mm. swim in the sea you know? yeah beautiful mm. so it's not just that earth element but it's also the other elements and bringing through these beautiful shamanic practices where you honoring the other elements the the spirits around you such mm. and then it becomes really magical like for example this morning when i was on my beach walk it rained you know and I usually take a coat and I didn't have one and I just invited because I had some sad news yesterday I just invited like so I embraced the rain and invited that to wash away the density and just and just bring in you know a joyful feeling and then the sun came through and the rainbow came out and it was you know just gorgeous but what you're saying about the wind really reminds me last year I was in Peru and in the Inca temples there's places that you stand and you don't feel any wind and then you step one meter and it's an intense wind and they use them for spiritual practices again to blow away the density so you know you just uh, focus on that being released and moved away and I actually always think of it as being food for the earth as well so I'm actually giving it nourishment with my density and then yes. the, the, the um, purer energies can come through and fill me up. But it's really important to visualize that or to feel that or to hear that depending on where your um, sensitivities sit most or all of them, if you're all of them. Yeah. You know, so, so you just imagine that. And the imagination is so powerful. Absolutely. And also, I just want to say, you know, our beautiful earth gives us so much it's our home it's our nourishment it's our protection our sanctuary and make some time to say thank you make some time to give thanks to give back even just by placing your hands on the earth and say thank you for this healing thank you for this beautiful piece of grass i'm sitting on you know and just bringing back that gratitude into your heart because the more gratitude you give the more you receive more of that back that's beautiful Natalie I love that yeah yeah that's so lovely so I think that you know 
Oh, we can continue talking <laughs> for hours and hours, my beautiful soul sister. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom and your love and your teachings as well. And I think we'll definitely do another session and because <laughs> I feel that there's more to come, more that we can talk about. So um, thank you for your work and for being here with me today. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's such a privilege to be here. And I just invite all your listeners to take a practice out of this. You know, something if something, you know, lit you up a little bit when you heard it and sounded a bit like intriguing or magical, I really invite you to, to put a line in the sand and do that tomorrow. Definitely. Take back your superpowers, you know, and enjoy the magic that you are. You know, go and explore what magic means for you as such as well. And mm. definitely practice should be a daily practice, should be part of your life now. It should be cleansing, grounding, protecting in some way or some form, or just sitting within your presence and just being and bringing awareness to what you're feeling. Yeah, I, absolutely. And there's one little thing I'd like to add to that too, giving yourself a little opportunity for expression, whether that's a dance or you draw a picture or something something that doesn't have to be meaningful or you know, it's childlike. You know, just give yourself that five minutes of childlike time each day yeah definitely definitely life is too short to not have fun yes yeah (laughs) go forth and have fun absolutely thank you so much everybody thank you for listening to this beautiful podcast today until we speak again lots and lots of love from my heart to yours